in the end, we all become stories. So I look at that in the sense of be kind, love yourself, um, be a good person. You know, at the end of the day, what are you going to be remembered for? Welcome to the Living Ahead Podcast, the podcast where we focus on the future, acknowledge the past, and work towards a better today. My name is Kelly Moser. And I'm Shay Al-Sahar. And today we have Mallory Brown with us, an entrepreneur, a wife, a mother, who's recently left the corporate world to run her own fitness apparel company, Evolve and Revive. She's a personal trainer who is dedicated to helping people find their happy place through self-love. Welcome, Mallory. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited to have you and self-love. We're going to dive right in. Right off the bat, this is an uncomfortable topic for me. I am not the greatest when it comes to giving self-love, so I am... Uh, this is going to be a selfish episode because I'm going to ask a lot of questions. But in your own words, kind of give us that journey of how you got to where you are. Okay. I started quite a few years ago. I left my house when I was 18. I was homeschooled my whole life from first grade all the way through my senior year. So it was kind of one of those things where I didn't really know what self-love was either. I mean, I had a negative outlook on the world, unfortunately. Um, so once I got out on my own and started to see the way of the world, I went down the path I probably shouldn't have. And I was a partier. I drank a little bit too much, just went down that road of trying to find that happy place and trying to find happiness. And I still just wasn't happy. Um, I had gained some weight over time and thought that if I lost that weight, I'd, I'd be happy. So that's what I started doing. I, um, started getting into, um, running and, just eating differently and I lost that 60 pounds and I still wasn't happy. So I thought, all right, well, I'm gonna run a few half marathons. So I did that, still wasn't happy. Went down the path of doing, started lifting, doing a bikini competition, um, still wasn't happy. And I just started looking at the bigger picture and realized that looking a certain way and doing certain things are not going to make you happy. Winning that award, working that job or whatever it is that you're trying to find happiness through isn't really going to work. Um, so I started looking at fitness differently and I started looking at it through the health aspect instead of through the looking a certain way aspect. Um, and that's where I truly feel like I started to find self-love is you have to learn to love yourself through the journey, not just at the end of the road. So are you happy now today in where I, you are? I mean, I'm sure people are wondering that. Do you feel like you've found happiness? I do. I feel like I've finally found that place of that happy place where you can go out with your friends and you can stay in and you can eat the pizza and you can eat the broccoli or whatever and still feel like you are happy. Like you just have to find those things that work for you and you as a person. Because what works for me doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work for everyone. But yes, I truly feel like after all these stages of life, I can truly say that I am happy. Yes. That's awesome. So how would you describe self-love for, for somebody who maybe they heard the word self-love and they had the eye roll or maybe they just, they don't know what self-love is. So what is it? I would personally say it's loving yourself through everything and not 
I mean, not beating yourself up, not having those negative thoughts, which is so much easier said than done. I'm not saying I'm perfect every day and I love myself every day, but I feel like you have to recognize those thoughts and love yourself. You know, you have a bad day and you eat an entire pizza and a whole thing of ice cream. Who cares? Like you have to learn to not focus on the negative things in the world and try to focus on what you can control. And I feel like once you do that, you truly do find your happy place. So how do you do that? How do you recover from a pizza gallon of ice cream day? <laughs> I, I personally used to be crazy and I would work out for like three hours the next day and beat myself up about it and say I'm going to look terrible and I lost all my progress. But that is not true. Really, you just have to accept it and go to the next day. You shouldn't do anything different. I mean, you it happened, you move on. Like That's just how I look at it. Honestly, I think the key of what you just mentioned that's hidden within all of that is that you have to keep going. You have to pick yourself up the next day and the day after and the day after, regardless of what happens. And that is the real secret to success. Yes, exactly. I personally feel like also through fitness and through my journey, I found a lot of comfort in fitness because I struggle with anxiety and depression. And so I also think like you just said, getting back up. I mean, that's also a struggle for anyone that struggles with anxiety and depression is you have to get back up and you have to do it again the next day. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to fall into that trap of, like you said, a punishment. Okay. I ate the yeah. pizza. I, I ate the ice cream. I drank the 12 pack. Now I got to be, <laughs> now I got to beat myself up in the gym for three hours as a punishment. And that just, that, in my opinion, that's not the the path that that has success in my life. It's more when I say, no, 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 I'm going to the gym because I'm able to. I am grateful yeah. for, and I have chosen to have the identity as someone who is healthy, who is overall, who's, it's a net gain. Yes, there are going to be those days when I fall off the wagon, but I don't lay there long enough to get dirty. I jump right back up and get back on yep. the wagon again. And I think that's the important part. So. Yeah, exactly. What do you think people are searching for outside of themselves? Cause self-love is about loving yourself within you. But a lot of the times even through your journey as you were talking and mentioning, you know, yeah. losing the weight, the competitions, things like that, you always looked outside. Why do you think people search outside? I think a lot of times you're searching for also acceptance. I mean, from everybody and you forget about yourself, which is self-love, but you're looking like my journey started because a gentleman that used to stay where I had worked had told me I was overweight and and so I instantly was like, oh, okay. I had never really thought about it like that. And so I instantly went down the journey of trying to make people accept me. So if I'm skinny, then I'm accepted. And I still felt like I wasn't accepted, but I, I personally believe that's because I didn't love myself. So I kept wanting other people to love me to feel accepted. Yeah, yeah that's one of the basic human needs as Tony Robbins defines, you know, significant. We want to feel important and Mm -hmm. We'll look for exterior things that give us significance. And you have to go down a lot of those roads until you figure out that you're the only one that can make yourself feel important. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So what are some of the warning signs? Let's say somebody that is kind of in that funky place. They're in a rut. They're, they got some anxiety going on. Whatever their issue is but they're 
their ears are perked as to this like self-love thing, but they, they don't know. So give us some of those warning signs that someone could use more self-love. What does that look like? Focusing on obviously wanting acceptance from others. If you catch yourself going down that road, I mean, even through social media, it's such a big deal nowadays. You know, you follow all these fitness people and they look happy and they look good. So you think that if you look good, then you look happy and just unfollowing those accounts and not focusing on what other people say to you and more focusing on what you need to be saying to yourself. I mean, negative self-talk is a huge warning sign. I, like I said, nobody's perfect and everybody goes down that road, but recognizing those signs are huge. What does your, what did your negative self-talk sound like when you were going through your, I would personally say that I, I mean, I beat myself up a lot. I just always would pick apart my body. I mean, just everything, you know, if you looked this way, you wouldn't feel like that. Or if you looked this way, then this guy would like you or you would be accepted into this crowd or you know maybe you'd have that boyfriend if you looked like a toothpick with abs but like that's what I would say to myself you know I and it also I'm built different so I thought that if I looked this way but like realistically people need to look at the bigger picture like I'm not going to look like a size two girl like that's what I would do to myself all the time is want to look like a certain person and once you catch yourself doing that I mean you're just going down a road a tunnel that you're never going to get out of so let's say people are recognizing that in themselves how do they turn it around how do they get themselves to stop what are the steps to doing that I personally have done a lot of soul searching but I also have read a lot of books just trying to figure out why I felt like that I mean I didn't feel like every girl felt like that so I'm like why do I feel like I need to be this way why do I feel like I have to look a certain way or be a certain way for people to accept me so one of the best books I've ever read is called the self-love experiment by Shannon Kaiser that is probably one of the best books I've ever read I've read it three times like I said I'm not perfect I still struggle and I I just bought it off Amazon again because I want to read it again but she reminds you of why you do these things and you know, the root behind why you feel that way and why you're going down those paths. Negative self-talk and negative environments, I think, are the worst. You just get down that road and your learned behavior, you have to unlearn it. You have to unlearn how to be negative, and it's really hard. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and there was this parable about a Chinese master, and he's taking his pupil out into the woods, and he says, okay, pull up that sprout, and, and the pupil goes and pulls up the sprout. And he says, okay, now pull up this one. It was about a two-foot-tall plant. He pulls it out, no problem. And he says, okay, pull this one up. And it was a sapling about head high. And he struggled and he struggled, but he finally got it up. And then he's like, okay, now pull up that oak tree. And he's like, I can't. He said, well, this is a perfect analogy as to how those habits and those behaviors are. The longer that you allow something to grow and to take root, the harder it is to uproot. And this is a perfect example of that. The more you get in that state of negative self-talk, it becomes your normal. It's your Netflix show. It's your Mm -hmm. comfort zone. Because we think that if we get outside of that, it's going to be worse. You know, if I step outside of the person that is a certain way that I'm known for, then they're not going to accept me and they're not going to like me. And that's a very scary place to be. So thank you for sharing, sharing that. Uh, Aside from books, what other kind of tools or tactics or resources would you steer someone that needs more self-love? 
I personally, like I said, the gym has been huge for me just for the health aspect, just going for the right reasons and realizing, you know, it's for your health and your, um, to be alive longer for your family. And like, think of it in that way. That's been huge to me. I also go to church. I believe that God is a huge part in that. He has helped me out of some really depressed times and I couldn't have done it without him. And then also just like we were talking about unlearning your negative self-talk and I still, I'm 32 and I still have to work on it all the time. I'll go through a whole week where I'm like, what am I doing? I know better, like, but it's just a learned behavior that you constantly have to remind yourself to get out of. And depending, you know, on how you grew up, it may have been your whole life. So it's very hard to get out of that. And those, those are really the only things that have really helped me, um, surrounding yourself with positive people, you know, a lot of times you lose friends. I mean, people don't understand why you change and go be get better, but that just means that they don't want to evolve with you. I've lost a lot of friends over the years. You know, I was in the party scene, like I said, and that's okay. I like my life now and I'm happy and you don't need people that are negative in your life. Was there an aha moment? My aha moment was probably at the midst of my depression. Personally, I was a really depressed person searching for that happiness through everything. And one day, you know, you sit there and you think, well, I'm still not happy and I don't get it. Like I've done all these things I don't understand. I had a very depressing moment where um, I've struggled with suicide and I feel like God really helped me through that. God told me to get up and that, I mean, that was really my aha moment was God. I mean, you search for happiness your whole life, but can you find it without God? No. And that's what I believe. That's awesome. And I, I completely agree with that. Whether it's God or spirit yeah. or energy or cosmos yes. or mother nature, you have to believe in something that is bigger than you. Otherwise you... Yes. It's whatever, what... something to have hope in. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I love that you touched on the fitness and obviously that's a big part of your journey and it's a big part of my journey as well. Why do you think that is? That's a very common thing that we hear from guests and, and influencers all around. They have this fitness. At some point, it comes up in the conversation as being a very pivotal moment. So why do you think that is? I think it comes from just everybody. We're all searching for that same thing. You know, everybody in this world is searching for happiness. And, you know, whether that's you playing the guitar or you being in a band or you going to the gym, I think everybody just, you're searching for it, but then are you really happy? So I think for me, it was just a, I don't know, just an eye-opening experience where I wanted to look a certain way and realize that I'm doing this for the wrong reason. But I, it's definitely a huge thing in the world, you know, whether you're finding your happy place. I've seen a lot of people, you know, even on Instagram, they found their happy place, which may not be your happy place, but it's all through fitness. So I, I'm just a huge believer in fitness. It's just probably the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest. It, it definitely has a whole lot of mental benefits to it as well. I mean, aside from looking great and focusing on just beyond just the six pack, beyond just being fit, there's so much mental release. I know mm -hmm. when I really started running, that was the most thing I noticed is like, oh my gosh, I would have such a clear head after running, right? <laughs> like that was something mm -hmm. that you start to realize to piggyback on your answer, but I do think there is a level of mental clarity that comes from fitness. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, I was getting ready to say the exact same thing. The reason that mm -hmm. I got into fitness or the reason that I saw the benefit was biology. It's like you go in there, you push a bunch of weights around. Okay, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting the muscles in the right places, but that was always secondary. It was the endorphin yep. rush. It was the the going through that hard thing, pushing those heavy weights, and grunting through it and sweating and all the stuff, and then coming on the other side going, man, I pushed a hell of a lot of weight today. And so <laughs> there's something to be said with that. And the biology of all those chemicals in the body, uh, it's just, we could nerd out on that for forever. But uh, oh, yeah. I, I love that. That's like, that's a very common thing. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you you may be in a place where you know you need to get in better shape, do yourself the biggest favor you possibly can and give yourself the gift of a healthier body. And mm -hmm. I would take this a, a step further. For those of you that are like the the time clock puncher fitness people that you just kind of go in there and check the boxes, give yourself the gift of being able to say you're in the best shape of your life. Okay. Right now at 38 years old, I am in the best shape shape of my life and it's a very empowering place this is a hey look at me there are no instagram six-pack pics of me but i could take <laughs> one if i wanted to Kelly's and that's a very <laughs> his self-love all over here you already love yourself i love it exactly and it's not like a narcissistic woe is me comparison i do it for the like kind of thing it's it's that it's something you did yourself Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, we always look to all these people for acceptance, but nobody can take your fitness goals away from you. You did that yourself. So. Yeah. yeah. Love it. This word discipline keeps coming up in my head. Somebody who uh, traveled your journey and to go through a fitness competition that takes a huge amount of discipline. Like, yeah. uh, I have no desire to get in the single digit <laughs> body fat percentage or nor yeah. do I right and so it's terrible <laughs> so the amount of discipline that you had to cultivate from somewhere I want to know where that came from oh man growing up I was mentally and physically abused my entire life and I was always told that I would be nobody and I think it's, honestly, I'd like to turn everything into a positive, but I think it stemmed from there. You know, I didn't go to college and I was like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to do this. I'm going to be successful and I'm going to, and even though I looked at it at a negative at that time, now I see that I'm thankful for those things because they made me who I am. They helped me realize that you have to be disciplined. You know, you have to be disciplined um, to work your way up at a job. And so I just that stemmed inside of me from the very beginning that I would never quit anything. I love that. Thank, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing, yeah. sharing that. Yeah, There's yeah. going to be sure. somebody out there that, that resonates with that story. And what yeah. would you tell that person that's in that place now that, that knows there's more to this life than their current circumstance, but needs that little encouragement. Give, give us the, 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 the Mallory push here for that person. Speak to that person for a second. If I could give myself, I would say it gets better. <laughs> Honestly, it gets better. It, that's just what I wish someone told me. And I wish someone told me that the opinions of others don't matter. And the things that people say to you don't matter. And I think that's the biggest thing that I focused on for years. You know, um, those things were said to me throughout my entire life. And I still go down that path of believing those things. And they're not true. And so I guess just the opinions of others don't matter. And 
do your best to get out of that situation, obviously. But I mean, that's not easy for everybody. So. Yeah. One of the things that helped me was, uh, yes, people's opinions don't matter. But the one that really stuck with me is people's opinions of you are none of your business. I love that one. Yes. From Rachel right? Hollis or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. The best thing ever. And it's true. You know, even myself, I have, I mean, I have an Instagram. We all have Instagram and I'm 32. I don't have time for Instagram drama, but I do. I have someone that likes to be really mean to me on there and it's, absolutely ridiculous but I, I do still have to tell myself the opinions of those people don't matter those opinions of those people don't matter because they aren't you if that's what you like and you like to do that I mean you shouldn't focus on what they have to say about you exactly and as long as you keep speaking from your truth in mm -hmm. service of others which it sounds like that's what you're doing now like yeah the the small-minded people like Yes. You, you cannot sail through life if you're attached to a bunch of anchors. And unfortunately, this world is full of of those people. But you know what? We just got to keep, keep on here. keeping on. So speaking of service to others, you mentioned Absolutely. that you're a fitness coach and, and you've got uh, – tell us all about those things because people that are, that are fired up, that want to get connected, they want to contact you. How would they do that? How would we steer them to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I do macro coaching and fitness coaching. Um, and I do it online, which is through my Instagram and it's Lauren underscore MLB. And I take on so many clients a month. So you would just message me on there and we would go from there. But I, like I said, I like to pe help people find their happy place. I want you to still live your life. I don't want you to feel like you're restricting everything and living this terrible life. Cause I think people have a misconception of fitness and macros and all that. And then you also have a clothing brand, which is really awesome. Yes. We are focusing on every um, girl and every body type. And that's what we want to accommodate. We want every girl to feel comfortable and confident in the gym or outside of the gym. And we have athletic and athleisure apparel and it's evolve and revive. And it's on Instagram. It's the handle is evolve underscore LT. And you can find us on there. One final question for you, Mallory. What is your favorite quote? Okay, so I have it tattooed on my body, so I would guess I would say that's my favorite quote, but it's, it's just part of a quote, but in the end, we all become stories. So I look at that in the sense of be kind, love yourself, um, be a good person. You know, at the end of the day, what are you gonna be remembered for? So that's what I look at that. Okay, so I have a follow-up then. What do you want to be remembered for? Honestly, kindness and helping others. That's really, I feel like God put me here to help other people. I've always searched for how that may be, but I feel like I'm in the right place right now. And I, that's what I would like to be remembered for. Awesome. Well, again, we thank you so much for coming out and sharing your story with us. And I know that if you're listening, you had those takeaways and give yourself that self-love. Also, you can share your kindness and your light into the world by sending this episode to somebody who needs more self-love in their life. Get in contact with Mallory. She's got all kinds of stuff that she can help you with. We would love to connect with you. And until then, keep living ahead. Mm -hmm.